Welcome to You Need a Coach, Bitch. I'm your host, Chris Hale. I'm a certified life coach and coach instructor. I'm also a master dance educator and self-proclaimed Zenial Pop Diva. Every week, I bring you a conversation to help you harness your inner authority by popping the patriarchy and crafting the life of your dreams. Are you ready to unleash your inner creator? Let's go. Hey, besties, welcome back to the pod. So the first thing I want to do is to thank those of you who are listening. I hear from some of you from time to time, and it means so much to me. And if you've ever thought about reaching out to me, please do. It really makes my day. I'm also going to kind of start with a big ask today. If you are getting value out of this content, please consider going to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and leaving a five-star review. It would mean the world to me. But also, as much as I hate this, it truly does add to like my credibility and it looks good in the world, you know, hashtag capitalism, right? (laughs) Capitalism needs to see that a product is like consumable and people like it and numbers do matter. And you can actually help me with that. So if it feels like an even exchange, like what you get from this warrants spending a few minutes leaving a review, that would be everything to me. And I'm just going to thank you in advance. And if that does not feel in alignment for you, that is fine too. It's not a big deal. I think I've left a handful of reviews ever on podcasts I listen to all the time. What else is going on? Um, I was seriously dragging ass last week. I got to Friday and I was actually so hateful. Um, and I'm not sure what it was. Uh, I'm trying to pay more attention to these kinds of moods. It felt very much like a bit of depression, but maybe it was just burnout. Who fucking knows anymore? Today, I finally woke up and felt energized despite my usual sleep fuckery, which is that I like go to bed at 10, I wake up at 3, I'm up for two hours, I go back to sleep and I'm up again. (sighs) But I feel good. I feel awake. Things also feel very peaceful and I'm not super sure why, but I'm just going to go with it. I'm just going to ride that wave. This is a little embarrassing, but um, because I'm so late to the game, (laughs) but I finally watched Fire Island. And it's not because I didn't want to watch it, but it's because we didn't have a Hulu. So I finally watched it and I loved it. And I don't want to compare queer media. I really don't. Um, But we did get Bros and Fire Island kind of at the same time. And I do have to say, like, I think Fire Island was just better, honestly. Like, I know we were going for, like, the quintessential rom-com thing, but, like, y'all, let's... Could we stop trying to be mainstream? Maybe... I don't know if this is a controversial opinion or not, but, like, we're queer. We're different. Our lives are different. Our culture is different. And pandering to the mainstream just... I don't know. It feels wrong to me. And I feel like Fire Island did the rom-com thing, but in like a really super gay way, where I feel like Bros was just like kind of gay. I mean, there was that like sex scene (laughs) that I mean, I don't know who's having sex like that, but um, that was a little, that was edgy. It gave us some edge. Um, 
I am excited to watch Red, White, and Royal Blue. I haven't yet because I wanted to read the book first. And I don't know what's going on with me. I'm just late on everything. I meant to read it like forever ago and I haven't. So I bought the book when the movie came out and I'm going to read that first. But I don't know. Maybe like I liked Fire Island more because it really spoke to me. I've never been to Fire Island And one of the reasons I've never been to Fire Island is because I've just never felt like it was a place that was going to be very welcoming or accepting for me. Um, And, you know, Bowen's character is very much in that headspace. And so I feel like I definitely related to him. But it was just, it was amazing. I really loved it. That's what I have to say about that. Okay, today, I want to talk to you about my new offer. So As I've mentioned, you may know, I am a certified coach instructor, but I've not been teaching for almost a year. The coach certification program that I was teaching changed its offer, and I was no longer needed in that capacity, and I just miss it so much. So I decided that I wanted to create an offer for all the amazing coaches in my community. I think I've mentioned before that coaches often ask me like for my favorite questions or they want to know what questions they should ask. They're just like, oh my God, you ask the best questions. <laughs> um, and honestly, like my questions aren't any better than anybody else's, but we'll get into like where the questions come from. But other common asks are like where to where to go next in a session and what do, what do you do if you don't know what the problem is and now i could just like chalk this up to nerves especially with new coaches but often whether people have been coaching for 5 days or 5 years i actually think that it's a lack of trust on the part of the coach that has them asking these kinds of questions I was actually talking to my uh, coach bestie, Amanda. We meet every week. Um, I, I was talking to her about this a while ago. She was in another certification, and she was, like, working on implementing those tools from that certification. And she's been coaching for a long time. Um, and she just really trusts herself. And same for me. So she remarked on how, like, she was super excited to be, like, incorporating and, like, learning these new techniques. Um But, like, there were other people who were a little bit, like, hesitant about it or nervous, right? And, like, it's new for them. And we kind of landed on the idea that, like, we just trust ourselves so much that, like, if we're trying something new and it's not landing, we trust ourselves to be able to either, like, stick it out and keep going, knowing that it's in the best interest of the client, or we know how to abandon it and pull up another tool, right? Use something else. We can pivot because we know we have something else that's going to be able to serve the client and we can like mix and match. And we just have that like deep trust and deep trust does take practice. Yes. But it also takes a willingness to be present and fully embodied as the coach. It clicked for me that this is what a lot of coaches are missing, especially new coaches, but also coaches that have been at it for a while. And I think this is because a lot of programs focus either solely on action or mindset or both, but they spend very little time teaching the coach how to be in and experience their own emotional selves fully. Or if you are learning that through the experience, it's not necessarily like brought into the coaching and this is like the only way to truly be present, focused, neutral, and in your body, 
right, is to like focus on the emotional aspect of it. And this is what I want to teach you how to do if you are a coach. That is truly where my deep self-trust comes from. The relationship I have with my physical self, I've been developing it for years. And I consider my emotional self part of my physical self. We experience our emotions as stimulus in our bodies. It's information. Um, It's going on all day, even if we try to ignore it. And the best way to serve our clients and help them live more emotionally satisfying lives is by modeling and teaching them to be embodied. So I created the Embodied Coaching Mentorship. In these sessions, I will help you get out of your head and get into your body. We'll work on breathing, feeling, noticing, and experiencing. You might actually already have some embodiment practices, but ones that you haven't figured out how to bridge the gap between that amazing feeling state you reach while in, like, say, a meditation um, or doing breath work, right? You don't know how to take that into a session. Or maybe you don't spend much time like tapping into your body, your mind, your mind, your body, like that connection. In either event, I will teach you some of the ways I use and have taught my students over the years to help clear the mind and drop into that body so that you can like get the data from inside. We want to be able to tune into our clients vibrationally. We subconsciously pick up so many cues from people, and one of the things that increasing your physical awareness can help you do is notice even more things about your client's emotional state by allowing those messages to come to the surface. This is going to help you know what your client needs or increase your curiosity around finding that out. Another thing that I notice more with new coaches is a lack of flow. This comes from trying to master skills and being too afraid to mess up. We do want to practice our skills, but being embodied can help you find more flow by allowing you to hold space for the mistakes and trusting that whatever you did is okay because it's going to lead you somewhere new. You can stop being hung up on whether your questions were open enough or, you know, whether you did things in the right order. You can just be in the moment. When you are grounded in genuine curiosity, even the most basic yes or no question will get the gears in your client's mind turning because you will be asking it from such an open place. One of the ways that we will achieve this is by helping you to stop judging your emotional state while you're coaching. I come from like the old school dance world where emotions are like get left at the door and where you teach the child from the neck down, like nothing's personal. And I think much of the world functions this way still under white supremacy and capitalism, but we need to make space for our feelings while we are coaching. We are human. We will feel all sorts of things. And trying to suppress those feelings because you make it mean you cannot coach because of their existence does not make you a better coach. It actually makes you worse, in my opinion, because when you are spending energy on suppressing emotion, you are not connecting to your client. You need to learn how to trust your body and what it is telling you. This alone will create huge shifts in your life as well as your coaching. Learn your own physical cues to help you better understand your client. Understand what intuition feels like in your body. Know when to listen to the resistance you feel as a message to like ease off and when to use it as a sign to keep going. 
I want you to never worry about knowing what question to ask and to stop being afraid of silence. Get comfortable with that space. A lot of the coaching happens in that space. It's where the client gets to start working things out and questioning themselves and even questioning you. Yes, them questioning you is a good thing. We want that. If you're not secure enough, you will create an environment that does not invite questioning. This is the opposite of a safe space. Coaching is all about questions, yours and theirs. This is truly a co-creative process and works best when you are coming together as equals. So we're going to achieve this embodied coaching space by focusing on three things. Embodied coaching is intuitive. Most people misunderstand what intuition really is. Most of us have too much peripheral and internal noise distracting us from our deep inner knowing. That still soft voice that says, go right when you are planning on going left or the inspired idea that pops into your head right? I wonder how this person's doing. I should reach out, right? Intuition does not feel like fear. When you are holding space for someone and you get a message to ask a question that you would not normally ask, there should be no worry that you are overstepping. Intuition is not about you knowing what kind of hard coaching the client needs. It's about listening and responding, offering what is coming up from within versus proclaiming what is being generated by the ego, Embodied coaching is also self-authoritative. The entire point of coaching is to help people take control of the experience of their lives. We do this by showing them not only their minds, but by being a mirror, reflecting back to them the ways in which their current stories are impacting them mentally, emotionally, and even physically. We cannot truly help our clients if we are not thinking of them in this holistic way. That starts with us modeling what it looks like to be self-governed. By becoming the ultimate authority in your own life, you are free to help others do the same. And finally, embodied coaching is, well, body-centered. The mind and the body are in constant communication. You really cannot address one without including the other. Many coaching modalities focus on one or the other. And even more, most coaches are trained to use their minds while disregarding their own bodies and the wisdom that their bodies hold. It ends up becoming about following a structure and like plugging in information to an algorithm or giving clients like long lists of actions to take. But when we make space for our bodies to be a part of the process, then we have access to all of that, which means you can serve your client from a more holistic space yourself. They get so much more of you. So if you have been feeling like your coaching needs to feel more expansive, secure, and aligned, then this is the perfect offer for you no matter where you are in your coaching journey. You're going to get three hour-long sessions with me every other week, and we're going to like create an individualized embodiment practice just for you, and you'll get the opportunity to coach me for live feedback. We can also workshop client sessions. You can submit coaching sessions to me for feedback, and you can even bring a client to a session where I'll guide you through showing up as your most grounded and embodied self. All of this for just $700. And honestly, I think it's a fucking steal. If you're ready to go, there will be a link in the show notes where you can sign up for your first session. And if you have any additional questions, please feel free to reach out to me at chris at the only chris 
All right, friends, I hope you have an amazing week. I will talk to you soon. Bye. If you are loving the podcast, it's time to put a ring on it. It would mean the world to me if you would do one or all of these things. First off, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts or all the places podcasts are available if you want to be extra. While you're there, giving a five-star rating and leaving a review would be epic. And lastly, spreading the love by sharing your favorite episode would be beyond. Thanks, love. We'll talk soon.